On the farm today, I'm joined by the president of APAS, Todd Lewis. And Todd, it's been a few weeks since we had a chance to catch up to you. Uh, spring seeding done for you now? Yeah, we've uh, been wrapped up now a couple weeks, and uh, you know, seeding really went uh, fairly well. We had a we had a pretty good run, and uh, we're looking for rain right now here uh, south of Regina, and a lot of the central part of the province is dry. But uh, we've uh, had had good germination and uh, and a little bit of rain so far. We're actually in better shape than we're you know this this year than we were last year at this time. So uh, just hoping some of these showers would get catch a few of them, and uh, if we got an inch of rain, we'd be we'd be in really good shape. So I think overall we're we're fairly happy with how seeding went. We have seen some scattered showers throughout the province. Hopefully, you'll catch some of that. One of the things I I wanted to talk to you about that happened this week is the fact that the Federal Agriculture Minister, Marie-Claude Bebeau, has said that she took a look at the data when it comes to the cost of the carbon tax on grain drying and has decided that there's not enough to warrant any action on the government's part, any any relief on, on their part for producers. This has been an issue that your organization has been very involved in in trying to fight and and to get something happening. Your thoughts on on this decision? Well, we're, we're disappointed. It's uh, farmers are very frustrated. Uh, you know, I think this is a a, a problem uh, not only of grain drying. Uh, the carbon taxes has been a, a huge impact on on producers. Uh, our numbers, uh, you know, that we gain, we still stand by them. It, it, uh, I believe this year uh, we're, we're saying it could be as high as uh, 10% or higher on uh, net farm income, uh, straight off the bottom lines of producers. That's significant for any business in this country. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, the carbon tax on grain drying is an added cost. Uh, grain drying itself is an added cost. And it's, it's, it's really frustrating when you look at... Uh, you know, the government talks about climate change. Uh, this is an adaptation to climate change. The producers can use grain drying technology. Or, you know, if you look at the past uh, fall, if we hadn't had grain dryers and hadn't used grain dryers, there'd be literally millions of acres would have rotted in the field. And, uh, you know, that's all grain that was uh, harvested and uh, got into into sellable shape and sold and uh, supported the Canadian economy. And it was all because of grain drying. And uh, farmers don't have another option. The only other option is to leave it sit and literally rot in the field and uh, that doesn't do anybody any good it's a huge loss for the farmer and huge huge loss overall for our canadian economy so it's it's very frustrating and uh you know i think we're we're going to stand by our numbers and continue to push this issue and uh it's uh not good enough to say that it doesn't have an impact because it certainly does and uh, there's many individual farmers across this province that uh, have paid a, a lot of money in carbon tax on their grain drying and it's uh it's very frustrating for our membership and uh, producers from across the province. Now, over the last number of weeks, as Canada has dealt with COVID-19, we've seen the federal government putting out programs for different sectors. What is your feeling now as we move through this as to what the government has been doing in response? Well, I think, you know, there's been a lack of recognition of the impact uh, that COVID has had, uh, especially you know, not as much in Western Canada on the grain sector. That's uh, fair to say that, uh, you know, our impacts may be felt later on, be it in, you know, with what happens with corn pricing and how that affects our, our uh, you know, pricing our coarse grains and uh, the ethanol production, the lack of uh, demand. 
ethanol side will have an effect, you know, on our on our on our commodity prices. So I think uh, we'll see that happen as as this plays itself out. But I, you know, certainly the livestock side, uh, there's uh, you know been huge impact with the processing plants and uh, the closure of them, and and uh, you know really volatile prices in in, in on the meat side, be it uh, you know pork or beef and. And uh, those producers have uh, have struggled and will continue to. And and uh, you know the processing problems and COVID uh, in those plants uh, seems to be uh, you know improving. I guess is the right word for it. But at the same time, they're a long way from operating capacity, and there's a huge backlog to clean up, and, and it is affecting prices. So I think that's just one example of uh, where the government uh, you know needs to recognize there there has been an impact and make sure the properly. I've been talking with Todd Lewis, president of APAS, the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler.